Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Starting a brand new series on grace. I want you to know, I think that um, sometimes we, 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 we hear a lot about grace, but it's time to really get a great understanding of what grace is. Um, you hear a lot of things like, um, well, grace is this or grace is that. And let's get a bit, I want to get a biblical perspective of what grace is. Because how many know grace was God's idea? And grace is God's, God's mercy towards mankind. And I, and, I, and I want you to really kind of pull that in where you understand that like grace was all about God and what God wanted to do. So you're either going to have to accept it and put faith in it, or you're going to have to reject it and say, ah, I don't know. So before we get rolling, I just want you to see this. Grace, now just some of the things you need to feel, just hear me and get, grace is what God does for you. Okay? Now, it's okay if it's quiet in here because I need you to think because I want you to pull this in. It's, a, it's his part. It's something that was done for me and you before we existed. Grace has nothing to do with you. And by definition, it is unmerited, unearned, undeserved favor. Grace is something that God does, and it was grace alone that every person became saved through grace by faith. That was all God's idea. Plan of redemption. So we coined it this. Grace is God's ability. So what is the formal definition of grace? It's God's ability working in man, making him able to do what you could not do in your own ability. So there's never anything that's happening in your life that God cannot intervene through grace and give you the ability to walk out that word. So grace is not a weakness or a, a, an infirmity, it's a strengthening ability to allow you to live the life that God said you can live. So grace is an empowerment factor. And that's why, so like, and how do you know that? How can you clarify that? Real simple. The Old Testament says this, right? And this is why Old Testament, New Testament, it's like, oh, you look at it, you go, okay, I get it. Old Testament said, if you kill somebody, you're to be killed. That's pretty strong, man. You're like, whoa. New Testament says this. If you have hatred in your heart towards somebody, it's as good as murder. What's harder? Hatred in your heart, man. I don't like a lot of people. I don't know about you, but I'm like, man, I don't know if I like these people. I don't like traffic. Come on, somebody. Right? Right? So you know what I mean? So what happens is you go, wow, that seems harder. But no, it's the dispensation of grace that we live in today. So that means God gave you the ability not to hold that hatred in your heart. He gave you the ability not. So what was harder to do was maybe say, hey, it's harder to live the New Testament, but not really because he gave me my grace to do it all. It's God's ability, not my ability. My ability is human. It stops. Your ability is human. It stops. God's ability is supernatural. It works all the time. And the same way. You got it? So let's just see. Let's just kind of dive into the word. Come on, man. You know, we stretch in a little bit like, hey, but the church jacked it all up because like they made it sloppy mercy. I mean, well, you know, God gave you grace for it. It's like almost like, eh, let's go slow. 
Not a lot of good teachers, good teachers out there, not the good teachers, but the bad teachers made it sloppy mercy. Like, you're supposed to live, we, well, we're broken. You ain't supposed to live broken all your life. You ain't broken. No, they, they preached a sermon about broken crayons. You know, you hear that? Broken crayons still color. I'm like, broken crayons get thrown in the garbage because they're broken. You ain't broken. And, this, and that's good. Miss Crystal said, amen. Why? She works in the daycare. So once they break the crayons, we throw them away. Now, listen, I understand. You don't live broken. You might have been broken, but God puts you back together. Come on, give me a better amen and give me more energy than this. Because the church wants to keep telling you where you're at and your weakness and how we're all going to get there. You're already there. Now you got to live strong in the Lord and the power of his might. See what I'm saying? You've already been put together. You ain't got to figure it out. You are. Don't preach to my soulless needs. Speak to my spiritual needs. That's what grace does. You're supernatural now. You're about as spiritual as you're going to get. Come on, somebody. But we're going to see this in the word, and we're going to dig a little bit, and you're going to find out what you have and what you can do, and we're going to work on this thing. We understand it's God's ability. Woohoo! Come on, somebody. God's grace is the same toward. Now, this, you ready for the big stuff? I like this. God's grace, you want to hear this or no? God's grace is the same towards everyone. It's been the same from the beginning towards every man. You might be wondering, you know, why did so-and-so this and why did so-and-so get that? Well, no, God's grace is always the same. There's not something that he gives out to everybody at different levels. He gave the grace of God's out there. The problem is if you don't take faith and put it in grace, you're going to have a problem. Because God forgave you of everything before you ever did it. He gave you forgiveness before you ever showed up in the face of the earth. So this is kind of like how it works, right? It says, you know, you say, wait, whoa, you, how were you saved? You were saved by grace through faith. That's what the Bible says. So grace is what saved you. Faith in grace gives you access to everything God provided. So let's just say this, grace, okay? We got to have faith in grace. Grace is everything God did. So redemption's in there. Forgiveness of sins in there. This is all God's idea. This is all here before you showed up. All you did was put faith in grace and then grace gave you everything already provided through redemption. Did you get that? So this was God. Redemption was God's idea. He redeemed you. He paid the ransom for you. He took the pain on the cross and penalty on the cross so you don't have to take it in life. That's redemption. It's all in there. Poverty, sickness, spiritual death in there. So that was the plan of redemption. What are the big three of redemption? Poverty, sickness, and spiritual death. Galatians chapter three. Christ redeemed us from the curse of law. Being made a curse for us. Hangeth on a tree. Any man hanging on a tree, right? We understand all that. He said, and what? The blessing of Abraham came on you. What does that mean? I put faith in grace and grace accesses everything that redemption provided. Does that make sense? So all you gotta have is faith for it. Now what do you say? Well, you know, praise be to God. No, just believe it. Don't mess it up, don't complicate it, and don't cloudy it. Grace was God's ability at work in me and you. So let's just look at this. Look at Acts 20, 24. Just look at these scriptures. We're going to go slow, and you're going to see this, right? Now, now this just pulls it in, but none of these things move. Let's go slow, man. We ain't in no hurry around here. And I know, see, it was quiet at 9, and it's going to be quiet at 1030. I ain't got no problem about quiet, because you're thinking. Because this, this is like a big topic, man. Because, like, everybody... Well, you know, we live in a dispensation of grace. Do you understand what that means? This right now, the time period that we are here in the earth is the dispensation of God's grace. This will end. You know what I mean? When we leave, it'll end. 
and God's wrapping the grace show up and we're all going to heaven. Is that, is that clicking? So what I mean by dispensation, the time we live in right now is the time of God's grace to man in the earth. That's why I want everybody to get saved. Because when grace is gone, this show's over, man. And then judgment's going to hit the earth. I'm not trying to freak you out, but, and I'm going to tell you, getting saved is easy. God ain't trying to keep people out of heaven, bro. You see what I'm saying? But here's the deal. See, everybody want to, they want to live weak, you know, like, oh, you know, I got saved. No, nah, once you get saved, you ain't messed up. All you got to do is let grace start doing the work. You can change. See, nobody wants to talk about spiritual growth and growing because everybody wants to still keep living like a ding-dong back there acting like a carnal nitwit when you don't have to because Jesus said, I gave you power to overcome. That's the thing right there. You know, like, oh, no. So look what it says. Look, look, read this. But none of these things move me. Now, the writer is reading and explaining. Neither count I myself what? My life near unto myself. So that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I've received of the Lord Jesus Christ to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. So right there, what do we see the gospel is? It's the gospel of grace. Write it down. So when we talk about the gospel, it's a grace gospel. So don't get down on grace. You know, people are hammering, well, are you a grace preacher? Yeah. What are you? It's called the gospel of grace. If you ain't preaching grace, you ain't preaching the gospel. You should amen me a lot better than this. You see what I'm saying? So if it's the gospel of grace, then I have to understand what are these grace deposits that God gave me. Is that not what it is? That is exactly what it is. Did he not call it the gospel of grace? Yes, he did. So what does that mean? The gospel of grace is all the benefits of heaven laid up that I do not deserve, but God gave them to me anyway because that's the grace of God. Has anybody ever given you something? That, like, watch this. Has anybody ever given you something you don't deserve? Has anybody ever given you something you don't deserve? Did you not take it? Darn right I took it. I took it with a smile on my face. Why? I was like, I do not deserve this, but praise be to God. Thank you. Why? Because it, it, I, didn't, I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. It was the blessing of God. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. I sure didn't have the money for it. Come on, somebody. Y'all ain't catching me today. Y'all too slow. Catch up. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, praise be to God. Hey, do what you want to do. Do what the Lord tells you. Glory to God. Amen. Now, look it. It ain't about greed. But watch this. In my human nature, in the beginning, I couldn't do it. It bothered me. Because I was like, nah, I'm not, because I'm not a taker. Givers don't understand how to receive. I had to teach myself how to receive. Because why? Because it's not in my nature. I'm a giver. I've been a giver lost. I don't, you know what I mean? And when people try to do it, I was like, no, 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 no. I, mean, I walked out of places where if I stood long enough, something would have happened, I left. That's just how I am. Some of you people are different. It's okay. Nobody's better or worse. Understand what I'm saying. Well, God started telling me. You know what God told me? He said, if you don't take it, I can't bless him. Bro, that messed me up. Because people would come to me with stuff. It was scary. I was like, no, I'm going the other direction. God's like, if you don't do it, I can't do what I'm supposed to do. I said, okay, I got it. You're a do boy when it's good. And you're, remember this, guys. Don't ever forget this. You're a do boy when it's good. And you're a good do boy when it's bad. Because you ain't doing this because of you. You do it because of God. So that means when it's time to give, you do your part. But when it's time to receive, you better do your part. Why? Because God works in the whole thing, okay? So somebody might just do something nice for you that God's ready to bless them. But if you ain't a receiver, God can't what? Give them what he's trying to give them. That's why you got to pay attention. And when you receive it, receive it. You better take it, not because you deserve it. Take it as you understand it's God. Are you here? 
You understand what I'm saying? Don't be leaving stuff on the table God wants to do because God's trying to bless people. It's the gospel of what? Grace. I didn't deserve it. It's unmerited. Everybody say unmerited. Undeserved. 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 Unearned. Unearned. Favor. Favor, baby. Just take it. Favor ain't fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just take it. Say, praise be God. Okay, I guess God wants to do it. Leave him alone. You know, and you guys understand what I'm saying, right? Now watch this. Here's number two. Write this down. Grace is a free gift. You can't work to get it. Just write them down. It'll help you. It's a free gift. Take it. It's like Sam's. You know when I hand out them samples and you don't really want them, but you take them anyway? I do. Bump that. I'm taking it. I'll give it to the kid next to me. I'm like, I don't like that, but here. I don't walk by and not take it. You know what I'm saying? One time we went in there, I was like, did, they had that little kiosk where you put your car, you get the fabric softener. I don't even know where you put fabric softener. I don't even know how to work that machine. Thank God for my wife, right? But I, I, I go, the kids think I'm stupid. The kids are like, you don't know how to run that thing? I was like, I have no idea. I know you put beep, it goes beep, 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 beep. I don't know, it's buttons. I mashed it one time, something started. I was like, that's why I got you kids. I'm paying all the bills around here. So why don't you do it, Gigi? Praise the Lord. You don't pretend you don't hear me. Get off your phone and pay attention. So I, right? So I went in there, yes. You know, she was, she was probably texting something good, right? Well, it's a free gift. Are you here? Take it. Take it. If you don't take it, take it. Don't you take What do you do when somebody, I take it, I give it to somebody, right? I got a fabric softener one time. There's a little card. You put your card. You ever go to Sam's? And you put your little card in the thing, and you get the thing beep, and it comes out the little bottom. I was like, I took it. I was like, fabric softener, awesome, free, man, praise God, right? What'd you do with it? I left it on the shelf somewhere. I just wanted it. <laughs> I, I was like, this is cool, man. You want to give it out? I'm taking it. I'll give it to somebody else. Yeah, I, I'm a mess, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I take it. I like, I'm a receiver. Everywhere I go, I just receive. I walked by an ATM the other day. I said, I'll receive it. Yeah, I did. I swear to God, I did. I'm not playing. Ain't no joking. I walked by that thing. I said, I receive it. I'm pulling the thing out of there. What? Listen to me. Pay attention. What are you talking? You guys got to lighten up. Y'all are too slow this morning. Well, are you a receiver? Because you're a giver. If you're not a giver, then you ain't thinking receiving. You got to do both, right? What did I tell you last week, right? Ecclesiastes said what? You ain't going to sow. You ain't going to reap. You got to be a reaper. You know what a reaper means? You'll walk by and you'll see land or you'll see something. Yep, I'm supposed to do it. You know want to know why? You're a giver. If you don't look to reap, you ain't never going to find a harvest. Where is it? See what I'm saying? Grace is a free gift. Now, look what it says about this, though. You can't work to get it. See, that's when people get mad. See, religious people hate this. Well, it can't be this easy. It is. It's the gospel. <laughs> it's that easy. All you got to do is believe. That's why some knucklehead will just sit in here and go, I believe. And you're over there trying to earn it and work for it. That's why religion hates it because you could be sitting in church for 30 years and not get nothing. And some person come in here in the first five minutes, I just accept everything God said and take it and walk in the blessings of God. And you got people playing religion for 30 years and they don't get nothing from God because it does not come by works. It's a free gift. Look what it says right here in Galatians chapter five and four. Look at it. It's right there. If you seek Woo-hoo! Right? Oh, that's the one I messed up. Right? If you want to be made holy by fulfilling the obligations of the law, you have cut off more than your flesh. You have cut yourselves off from the anointed one and have fallen away from the revelation of grace. So if you, he said, if you want to be made holy by fulfilling obligations of the law, you cut yourself off. You understand what that means? If you, you know what that means? That means if you go try to work for it, 
Can't get it. Because you don't get it because you earn it. You get it because it's a gift. That's grace. The whole book's a gift. It's the gospel of what? Grace. So what do you got to do? Just believe. That's what people, you falling away from grace. The gospel is a free gift. The free, well, okay, did you earn, okay, let's go slow. Did you earn eternal life? How'd you get eternal life? You believed in Jesus. He gave you salvation. Was salvation just you leave earth to go to heaven? No, it was sozo. It's deliverance, provision, it's money, it's health, it's keeping a sane mind. It's, it's the whole benefit of the gospel. How'd you get that? You believe. When you believe, you receive. Did you earn salvation? Okay, question. Do you do, do, does anything you do allow you to keep the salvation you already got freely? No, you just walk by faith though. So why in the heaven can't you receive everything else by faith that he said you could have with grace? I know, it's quiet, because i got to reprogram your head, because religion has jacked us all up. Religion said, oh no, it's harder than that. Oh no, you got to be, you know, you got you to gotta read your Bible. My God. You don't read your Bible to get goody two-shoe brownie points from God. You read your Bible because you love God and want to fi- find out more about him. You know what I'm saying? How would you like to be this? Okay, you got to go hang out with me. Aaron, you got to hang out with me. I'm forcing you. Like, that, what do I got to, like, God's like, wants friends like that? You got it. You got to hang out with God because if you don't hang out with God, you're going to lose your brownie points from heaven. Who wants to hang out with a ding dong like that? Nobody. You want to hang out with people. You want to fellowship with people. God's like, don't come to me because you think you got to. Come to me because you want to. And religion says, well, you know, you got to do all this stuff. No, you don't. Religion's garbage. Bunch of junk, man, jacking up people ain't teaching the truth. It's the gospel of grace. He said this. It's a free gift. And the good news is this. God doesn't want to send anybody to hell. You know this. You don't have to go some tremendous amount of religion and instruction for all this stuff. Believe what Jesus has done. And the gospel is simple. Because you got to write this down. Number three, it's the power to change. This is where the true power of change comes. How can me and you be struggling all our life and change simply? It's grace. It's God's ability in me allowing me to do. I can't do it by myself. I got to have him. And his grace is the power to transform. It transforms you. It, Greek word, metamorpho, caterpillar, butterfly, metamorphosis. How does this happen? Through the power of grace. It changes the way you think. And what it is, it's God. How are you going to, oh, I don't understand how this works. How in the heaven are you going to forgive people? Remember 20 years ago, you couldn't forgive. Oh my God. I remember being a kid and I remember, oh my God. Man, you ever have, you ever have like family fight? Don't go there. But I remember like, I was like, I remember being a kid and I was like, and they were all like, we, we ain't talking to Aunt Mary. <laughs> she was like the antichrist. You know what I mean? I was like, what happened to Aunt Mary? He's like, don't talk to Aunt Mary. Nobody's allowed to talk to Aunt Mary. I was like, okay, all right, I'm just kid. Like, we're not talking to Aunt Mary. Why are we not talking to Aunt Mary? Don't ask questions. Don't talk to her. Okay, okay, we ain't talking to Aunt Mary. All right, whatever, dude. I, uh, she coming, you see her coming, like, gotta go away. It's Aunt Mary, she's the antichrist. Leave her alone. You know what I'm saying? You know how family is? It's weird. Then like you go to another thing like a year later, it's like we're talking to Aunt Mary. Aunt Mary's in. But Aunt Sally, she's out now. We ain't talking to her. <laughs> These people living in a warp. You don't know what I'm talking about? You know, you all lie in church. You know what? You're lucky this place don't catch on fire. Because y'all lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
It's kind of like a scorecard. Like, who are we talking to? I remember I went with my cousin one time. I was like, got to be a teenager. I'm like, these people are crazy. Our family's whack, dude. I was like, I don't understand. Who are we talking to this week? I was like, I'm not talking to nobody because if you talk to anybody, you might get in trouble. And then, God forbid, you talk to somebody you weren't supposed to talk to. Now you're ostracized. You, I saw you talk to Mary. Oh, I'm like, you people are crazy. You people are crazy. Now you're on the list. And my dad used to go like this. My dad would literally go, wait a minute. Let me see. Cole? Yeah, we're talking to you. What's up? How you doing, partner? I was like, you people are loony, man. <laughs> he actually opened his jacket at one event. He's like, wait a minute, Jerry? Yeah, you're on the good list. I can talk to you, Jerry. How you? We would start making fun of it because some cuckoo bird over there is handing down nonsense, and now everybody's all messed up, all messed up and being weird because they can't forgive. Well, guess what? It was hard for me to forgive until I received Jesus. And now I understand I forgive you, not because you deserve it, but because he forgave me. Remember we talked about, I thought I, I thought I was slick, you know, learning scriptures. And one day God said, you must, you must sow what you reaped. I told you this a hundred times. And I go, no, I know that's not right. You reap what you sow. He's like, you must sow what you reap. I said, nah, that's all jacked up. I don't know what the heck I'm talking about. That's wrong. I was so young in the Bible, I didn't know. I said, no, it's not you sow what you reap. You reap what you sow, God. What is wrong with you? Don't you know what you wrote? <laughs> you think it's funny, but it was true. I was like, it's backwards. I'm thinking I'm screwed up. He's like, no, I want you to sow what you reaped. And I caught it. I said, I got it. He said, when you teach the man side... This stuff's impossible because you don't deserve it. When people do me wrong, you don't deserve my forgiveness because you're a jerk. You are. When people cuss me out, you're lucky I don't punch you in the face, just to be honest. It's what it is. But guess what? You don't deserve it. You deserve a punch in the face, yes. So... What I'm seeing here is God saying, don't teach people the man side because it's impossible. Do it because you're supposed to do it. No, you were forgiven when you didn't deserve it. So now forgive them when they don't deserve it. See the system of God? You got to love them even when they're unlovable because I was loving you when you were a jerk. Me. And I got it. He's telling you, give them what they don't deserve because that's what I gave you when you didn't deserve it. And if you don't give them, I'm not stop giving you, not because I want to, because you're forcing me to. So then I learned how to forgive people because of spite. Oh, absolutely. The only reason why I'm forgiving you right now is I don't want you screwing up my prayer life because personally, I think you're a tool. And... I'm just going to leave you the way you are. You know what a tool is? It's a special person. There's a lot of them. God, you know, I wonder, I don't think God had really, sometimes I ask God, Did you, were you having a bad day? Because that one right there is a dud. You know, and you should have put them back on the assembly line. None of you people. None of you people. Not, well, maybe, maybe a few of you. Wait, but, you know what I'm saying? You ever run into that one person that's so special? You go, God, really? What were you thinking? Was it like a Monday? Maybe you had a rough night. I don't know, God. What were you thinking? Are you getting what I'm saying? So grace gives me the power to give to you what he gave to me. And you can't do that without God. It's humanly impossible. It's the power to change. So I can forgive you when you cuss me out. 
I could do good to you when you despitefully use me because I'm not giving you what you deserve. I'm giving you what he gave me. Grace, baby. That's why you forgive because he forgave you. That's why you do good because he did good to you. That's why, see it? And it starts changing the way you start living life and it starts giving you power to transform. Look what it says. Look, look at this, look at this, look at this, look at this. Let's just go to like verse 12 because I don't want to read all that because time's sake, we're taking communion today. So I want to make sure we got plenty of time for that. Let not sin reign in your mortal body that you should obey in the lust thereof. Now stay right there. He's, it seems like to me he's saying, hey, if sin's got hold of you, you're letting it get hold of you. Let not sin reign in your mortal body. Don't obey it. So see, everybody like, oh, you know, sin's so strong. No, you're just a little weak. And that's why you go to church here. That was funny, right? We went to Port Orange Family Days. Dennis was with me. Remember that guy came up to us? I'll never forget that joker. He goes, what kind of church you got? I said, we're a church of champions. Remember that guy? That little dude? And he's like, I was like, we're a church of champions and we're a church of winners. And, and, and they go, if you want to win and you want to be a champion, come here. He's like, I don't know if I want to do that. You see, he said it. He was with me. I was like, then you need to go to one of those weak churches down the street, bro. And then I found the coin of the century. Relevant church where the champion trains and weak people go to other churches. The marketing team shut it down immediately. <laughs> the guy looked at me. Am I, am I exaggerating at all? I said, champions train at relevant. We dominate. We're strong. We win. He's like, I don't want to be a winner. I was like, what did this do? He was said it. And this is people. And I go, I just go someplace else. I don't care. You can win in life because of Jesus. Not because I got this strength. I'm nobody without him. But he gave you the strength to win. He defeated sin. He defeated it. Let not sin reign in your mortal body. We're getting better at it. We're learning how to have dominion over it. Look what he says in verse 13. Neither yield your members. See? He's talking about your body. Don't yield your members and instruments to unrighteousness and sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So what's that mean? Don't yield. Don't yield to this stuff. Get stronger. Okay, I know, I understand. Pastor Chris, it's a little bit of a work in progress. It is, but look what he says. He tells you in verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. See it? He's saying grace is giving you the power to crush sin. Grace crushes it. Yeah, you know what I mean? I got grace for this. Remember the apostle Paul? Remember, um, remember Paul? Remember Paul was, man, he was in a tough place. And I always love this scripture. Y'all remember? Let me go slow. He, he was getting revelation from God and it, it's the thorn in the flesh. And he said, man, this angel of Satan keeps buffeting me. Blow after blow. He's like, man, Jesus, get rid of this thing. It's a mess. And Jesus said, no, nah, my grace is sufficient. He doesn't answer his prayer. But you got to understand why Jesus doesn't answer his prayer. And for some of you, maybe this is why your prayer is not getting answered in certain things you're trying to get away from. And I'm going to say this real gingerly because God answers all prayers. But maybe some of the prayers you're asking, you're asking amiss. Because what you're asking means he got to stop doing what he's doing. The Apostle Paul's writing the Bible. And he's getting revelation. And as he's getting revelation, even in prison, he's writing the Bible that mankind's going to get set free from. And he's going, look, this angel from Satan is miserable, dude. Get rid of it. And Jesus knew this. He said, bro, he said, you want to know why he said the thorn in the flesh showed up? You ever read it? From the abundance of revelation. So basically what he was saying was, 
Paul didn't understand. He's like, because you're getting all this revelation knowledge from God, the enemy's trying to pound you saying, stop the growing, stop the writing, stop the doing, stop, 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 stop. And God knows, look, if I stop the revelation and you stop the writing, you're going to screw the whole thing up. I can't just come in there with the magic eraser and make this problem go away. I'm going to give you my grace, which is sufficient. Three times he tells him, which is what? My grace is sufficient. My grace is my grace. Yeah, okay, I asked three times, get rid of it. He said, no. I'm going to make you bigger than the stuff you're facing with the power of grace. But I can't make the problems go away because if the problems go away, the future of the church is going to be destroyed. So some of the things you're on in assignment that God's got you walking through is part of your assignment. Look, I don't care. Joseph don't want the pit. Too dang bad, bro. It comes with the calling. You got to understand, you think Paul wanted to be shipwrecked, beaten, come from back from the dead? You think Jesus wanted all? No. Listen, some of the stuff that you're going to walk through is part of your assignment, and you got to keep walking through it. So God's going to give you the grace to be bigger than it. Ain't that good? Don't try to make the problems go away. Get bigger than the problem. Ah, get in the room. Lock me in the room with temptation. I'll come out. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Lock me in that thing. Most people can't come out because they'll yield. Not you. Not you, you got the power of grace. Not you, you ain't gonna fall for this. I got the power of God. Cause you ain't weak, you're weak in yourself. That's why you can talk big, man. You got God, oh my God, you got God. Know ye not that your body's the temple of the living God? Where's God? Stop doing this. Heaven, man. God ain't in heaven, he's in here. Talk to God like this. Hey, what you doing in there? Where you at? People are gonna think you're crazy, but they think you're half nuts already. You might as well go all the way over. What are you doing in there? You know what I'm saying? Getting all this stuff like God's going to come out of the cloud. God lives in you. He's in you. He'll give you strength and ability, okay? Here, write this down. Four. Right? Grace gives me the power. Grace gives you the power to live the truth. Once it's been revealed, now you got the power to live it. Now, living the truth is walking in the truth. Now, you, you might say, well, what do you mean by that? Grace is the power to live the truth. When you see the truth, the truth shall set you. But you ever see the truth and it looks overwhelming and you got to start taking truth steps? And you're like, whoa, this is going to be a journey. Grace will give you the power to live that journey. Because once you know the truth, it'll set you free. But guess what? You got to walk out the truth you know. Is that okay? So now look at this. I'm going to give you one more after this and we're done. Watch this. Look at John 1 and 12. Now, this is big too. It's a big one. Because I need, I need to read this to you because this morning this thing hit home. But as many as you received him, he gave you the power to be the sons of God, even in them that believed on his what? Name. Now look at verse 13. How were you born? Not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You see 13? Now listen, I'm very, I'm very ginger with this because there's people in here that have been adopted some of you maybe have been adopted. Maybe you felt like you've been abandoned or whatever. Look, you ain't no love child from the 70s, bro. I don't want to hear none of this nonsense. Everybody born was born of God. You know what I'm saying? Well, you never had, so, you know, some people hear this. Oh, you, nobody ever wanted you. You were a mistake. Ain't no mistakes. Right. Only reason why you here is God wanted you here. If you ain't here, then God didn't need you. Right. But if you here, you ain't no mistake. Your parents don't want you. What do they know? God wanted you so bad, these two nitwits got together to have you. Yeah, that's right. I call them nitwits. What you going to do about it? 
People talking to you all weird. Now I respect people's parents, but you know what I'm saying? They run around telling you, you mistake. You know what I'm saying? Because some of you had this nonsense. Nobody ever wanted you. Well, God did. Is that DJ Khaled? God did. Is that DJ Khaled, right? Yeah. Tell DJ Khaled. Put this on Instagram. Tell DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled got news for you. God did. You don't think you're a mistake? You ain't no mistake. Some of you heard this. See, this is the problem. Don't sit in this room and go, why does he say this stuff? Because there's 10 people in this room. Somebody looked at you and said, you nobody ever wanted you. I got news for you. They didn't know what the heck they were saying. They should have shut their mouth because God wanted you. How you like that? You know what I mean? And then I had people in here been adopted. Maybe you don't have to raise your hand. I had these people in here one time. They said, I was adopted, man. They, my parents didn't want me. I said, God did. God did. How about this? How about you start looking at life like this? Maybe somebody say, well, nobody wanted me. I went all over it. I was a mistake. Whatever. I said, whatever. Do your thing, right? How about this? God wanted me here so bad, he got two knuckleheads from Mars to come together just so I could be created. Glory to God. Yeah, I like that. I'm preaching myself happy. Ain't getting no help in this room. It's all right with me. So I, I'm a professional at this by now. I don't need your praise to get me going. Come on. You see what I'm saying, though? Think about it like that. Oh, man. That's who you are. Grace gives me the power to live the truth. So look what he said right there. Not of flesh, but the will of God. Thank you. 14. Watch this. Hmm. And the world was made flesh, the word was made flesh, and dwelt among us. And we hereby saw the glory, and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's what Jesus was, full of grace and truth. He's full of grace and truth. When you got grace and truth, you got the power to transform your life. And grace and truth was in Jesus. So what we got to realize is this, is that once I see the truth, he gave me the grace to be able to walk in it. Even though it looks big sometimes. You know what I'm saying about that? Like, you see the truth. Like, God's like, hey, you know, build the dream. You got the grace for it. Hey, fulfill the call of God on your life. If he told you you're doing it, he gave you the grace for it. You got, everybody say this. I got grace for the place. Remember when them kids showed up? And you were like, what? Man, I remember, oh, God in heaven. I remember, I remember, Lori, I'm like, what do I do? Whoa, my God, right? How about when they give you that little basket at the hospital? The car carrier? I was like, this thing don't come with no instructions, bro. Like, here's the car seat, and here you go. Here you go, sir. I'm like, take it home and do what with it? You know what I'm saying? I couldn't even figure out the car seat gizmo. I'm like, oh, my God, you need a PhD in car buckle things, right? Come on, right? And then you're like, no. You, you, you got the truth, now you got the grace. What do I mean the truth? It's the word of God. Anything you did in life, you start a business, you're like, oh my God, how am I gonna do this? This is crazy. Did God give you the thing? Then God will give you the grace for it. You got, come on, hello? You started that new job and you're like, oh no, God, God's like, I got the grace for it. When you find out the truth for your life and the word of God, there's grace for the place. God gave you the capacity to pull it off. So I'm saying, sometimes we feel like, I can't do it. Good, you can't do it on your own. But with God, all things are possible. And when you stop leaning on your own understanding and know that God is with you, you got it. 
Why? Because the truth is God's leading you and he gave you the grace for the place. And the last one is this. Look at this. Grace gives you the power to overcome sin. I know we talked about it, but you really got to see this. Because a lot of this stuff's trying to hold you back and it can't hold you back no more. And one of the things you need to know is this. It's important to understand that grace can reign in your life. Let's just look... um, Let's just look at Romans 5, 8. We'll skip on down because we're going to take communion together so they can get the elements together and we can get ready to do that. It'd be awesome. But Romans 5, 18, let's skip there. What do you mean it could overcome sin? Look what it says. It says, therefore, as by the offense of one, judgment came upon all men in the condemnation. Even so, by righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men under justification. That's Jesus. So we understand that Adam brought sin into the world. Jesus brought sin out of the world. For as by one man's disobedience, Adam, many were made sinners. So by the obedience of one Jesus, many can be made righteous. Moreover, the Lord entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. So he's saying wherever sin is, grace is overpowering it. That what? That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. Grace is going to reign through what? Righteousness. Grace has its reign. That's the dispensation you're in. So what's that mean? Grace is giving you the power to overcome everything. So whatever it is you're facing, obstacle, problem, addiction, mindset, setback, lousy thinking, lousy this, I don't know what's going on, Sickness, disease, poverty, lack, oppression, depression, whatever's facing you. God gave you his power to overcome it and everything. And all you got to do is what? Put faith in grace and watch grace do the work. How am I going to do it? You're not. See, that's the problem right there. How am I going to do it? You're not. You're going to put faith in grace and in grace. And isn't it the gospel of grace? So you're going to put faith in that word and faith in Jesus, and you're going to watch him do it. And you're going to say, well, that's too easy. That's the simplicity of the gospel. Don't complicate it. Why we complicate it? Why we complicate it? You want to, because religion complicated. You got to do this. You got to do that. No, you don't. You just got to believe. Put your faith in grace, and then let grace access everything grace ready provided. It's all done. Ephesians 1 and 3 says all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. They've already been provided. Everything's laid up for you. It's waiting for you. God went like this. Remember I told you this? He's the Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And he came right into your now and said, what do you need for today? See, that's the problem. I said this this week. I did that Instagram thing live real quick story. The children of Israel, here was the problem. God provided daily everything they needed, right? And one of the things they really needed was food because they didn't have food. They, they, it was to be like us. You know what I mean? Like, you know. They, they were in the middle of the desert and God would have manna fall out of the sky to feed them and water with the rock, right? I know it seems a little wild, but you're in the middle of the desert and you're going from the land of bondage to the land of freedom. So God's got a rock following them around and manna falling out the sky. I know it's wild, it's wild to even think about, right? So the children of Israel are kind of getting a little fearful and they go, wow, manna shows up and they're like, Every day, this is supposed to be supplied. So they get up and there was the manna for the day. So they got nervous in the one season and they're like, the manna was there. They said, hey, I got an idea. Let's keep today's manna for tomorrow. But God told them, I'm going to be the God of daily provision. So they got scared though. They said, what if he doesn't show up? So they kept it. And y'all know what happened. It became worm run. 
They tried to keep it to the next day, but the manna became basically unedible. And it basically was worm-ridden and disgusting, and they couldn't eat it. And God was showing them that I'm the God of daily provision. Even though you don't think you can trust me, you can. So every day he would have manna come. And every day, and even though they got scared, they wanted a whole manna of today for tomorrow. That's what we do. How do I know tomorrow he's going to show up? Because he showed up yesterday. How do I know next week he's going to show up? Because he showed up from the beginning. He's going to show up in the end. And we get like that sometimes. Even though we know he's the God of the manna. Even though we know he's the God of the supply. Sometimes in the back of our head say, what if he don't show up? I know what, I, I do it too. What if he don't show up? And you try to like hold the manna. You can't hold the manna, baby. You just got to trust in his daily provision. But I got news for you. He was there in the beginning. He went to the end and he knows what you need today. And he's made sure he's supplied everything you need in every area of your life. You just got to trust him. Put faith in that grace and tap into that place of trust and watch him do what he said he'd do because he's God. Not everything's simple, but I got news for you. He's faithful. And as long as you keep taking those faith steps, you're going to see it. So you put faith in grace in it. Say, man, that's grace, man. Grace is what? God's ability in me, giving me strength and ability to do what I could not do by myself. I got the grace for it. You look at your neighbor and say, you got the grace for it. Look at your other neighbor and say, you got the grace for it. You got the grace for it. You can do it. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for all the people here today. I thank you, Lord, that you give them the grace for the place. And I thank you as we keep learning about grace and understanding grace and understanding what it can do, we're going to walk in this greater than ever before because we believe and we receive. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.